Take your Bibles, please, with me, if you have them, and I trust that you do, to 1 John. We're going verse by verse through this book of the Word of God together, and we're in chapter 2, the little epistle of 1 John. And the message this morning, if I would entitle it, would be personal assurance. You know, we live in a day where there's a lot of doubt and there's a lot of fears, a lot of uncertainties. But I'm glad the Word of God gives us an assurance. And if you don't have assurance today, you can have that before you leave. Because there are things that never change. And those things are rooted in our Lord and and in His Christ, and I trust that we'll find that assurance that we need this morning. We have three verses to look at today together. First John chapter 2, I'll start reading in verse number 3. First John 2 and verse 3, the Bible says, And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. I want you to remember the three reasons that this book says it was written. The first one was found in chapter 1 and verse number 4 when he said, And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. The first reason that he wrote the book was to bring joy fully in their lives. The second reason is in 1 John chapter 2 where he said in verse number 1, My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. So he said, I've written these things for for your joy to be full. I've written these things for you to sin not. And then the third statement in the book toward the end is in chapter 5. And in chapter 5 he tells us in verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. So there are three reasons the book is written. The book is written to give you fullness of joy. The book is written that you might not sin. And the book is written that you may know that you have eternal life. And so really those three things are are intertwined. And we see that in the verses that are before us uh, this morning. In other words, you can look at it this way. There is no way for you to have joy with sin. Those two words are incompatible. The reason most people don't have joy because they have sin in their life. And if you let the Lord get the sin out, then there can be some joy remaining in your heart. People are, are, people are so amazing. They'll struggle all their lives trying to find what they want in sin and they never find joy. That's where we saw in Sunday school this morning how, how the second, I think it was, was it second, the second highest cause of death up there in Canada is suicide. And, and that's with all, and they're, they're having all these opioids and drugs and drink and sin, but it doesn't bring joy. It doesn't satisfy. It ends in death. And that's the way sin always ends. There's no joy in sin. 
So he said, I want you to have joy, but you, you, you're not going to have, you, you're going to have to get rid, you're going to have to let the Lord get rid of that sin. And then he brings up the subject of assurance. Do you know without assurance that when you die you're going to be with God, without assurance that you have eternal life, you know what also you don't have? You don't have any joy. The most miserable life in the world is living a life without any assurance of salvation because you lay your head at night and you're troubled and you get up in the morning, you go through the day, you're troubled, you hear the bad news and you're troubled and there's no joy. When there's no assurance, there's no joy. But why do we not have that assurance? Why do people sometimes not have the assurance of eternal life when they have eternal life? He didn't write these things to a bunch of people that didn't know Christ or didn't believe on Christ. He said in chapter 5, I'm writing to you that believe on the name of the Son of God. I want you to have assurance. I want you to know. Well, why do we lose our assurance? There are several reasons given in the, in the book, even in this book. But one of them is, is because of sin. And again, we have that convergence of joy and sin and assurance. You know, you're not going to have assurance of your salvation if you're involved in sinful things. If you're not doing what God wants you to do as a child of God, even if you're saved by the grace of God, our verses this morning teach us that without keeping the commandments of the Lord, I'm going to lose my assurance. So this is what I want to look at, and it's connected. Look at our verse, verses together. Verse number three, our first verse today. First John chapter two, verse three. Watch it. Watch how he reads it. Well, how he writes it. And hereby, Look at it now. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Is that what's what's in your Bible? Now notice what it does not say. It does not say we know him because we keep his commandments. Do you see that? So many people think that they can have a relationship with God by keeping the commandments of God. But that's not what the verse says. The verse does not say that God knows us because we keep His commandments. It does not even say that we enter into a relationship with God because we keep His commandments. The verse says, and I want you to look at it again, and hereby... We do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. In other words, as I keep His commandments, my knowledge, my heart is assured of the fact that I do know God as I do what God says. Now, here's the plain and simple of the matter. If you're saved in here this morning and you don't keep the commandments of the Lord, then you're going to doubt your salvation. Or you're going to doubt your closeness to Christ. Hold your finger right here. I'll be right back and look at 2 Peter, just a couple pages to your your left. 2 Peter chapter 1. I'll show it right to you from the Bible. You say, preacher, if if we're not saved by uh, keeping the commandments of God, then, then, then I'll just live any way I want to live. No, not if you're a child of God. You want, And if you try to do that, if you don't do what God tells you to do, you, you are going to lose your assurance. 
And thereby you're going to enter into sin and you're also going to lose your joy in life. He said in 2 Peter chapter 1, in verse number 4, Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's salvation. A divine nature is put in your heart when you get saved, when you believe the word of God, when you trust the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice what he says. When you get saved, it doesn't stop there. Verse 5, and beside this, beside you just getting saved and getting a new nature, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue and the virtue knowledge and the knowledge temperance and the temperance patience and the patience godliness and the godliness brotherly kindness and the brotherly kindness charity. These are things of the Christian life that God commands us to enter into and grow in the grace of God with. Verse number 8, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But look at verse 9, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, watch your Bible now, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Here's a guy that forgets about the fact that God took away all those old sins and what caused that loss of knowledge in his heart. He refused to add to his faith. He refused to do what God told him to do in the commandments about godliness and brotherly kindness and charity. And he stopped in his obedience to the Lord and so he forgot. He forgot that he was purged from his old old sins because he never followed the Lord and all the Lord told him to do. Back in our text, look at it again, 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 3. And hereby we do know, we do know that we know him. Not God knows. We. We do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Now drop down to verse 5 at the end of the verse. Hereby know we that we are in Him. This is about assurance. As we keep His word, verse 5, whoso keep, He says, but whoso keepeth His word, in Him bear His love of God perfect, and hereby know we that we in Him. So as we are listening to God, as we are obeying God, as we are doing what God commanded us to do, there is an assurance that comes to our hearts. So if you're not, if you're, if you're saved here this morning and you're not doing what God commanded you, then you're going to lose assurance. You say, preacher, So he's not saying that we're not saved if we don't keep his commandments. He can't be saying that because if you don't keep God's commandments, that is called a sin. Is that right? But what do we learn from chapter 1? If we say that we have not sinned, yeah, we're, we're making God a liar. And if we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us. So all of us are guilty of not keeping something that God commanded us to. Oh, there's so many things that God's commanded us to do. But this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a problem, not in my relationship with God, but there's going to be a problem in my assurance. There's going to be a problem in my knowledge, my understanding, my confidence with God, my closeness with God. Because the farther, the the more I fail to keep the commandments of God, the farther I get away from God in my fellowship, and then the more cloudy my mind becomes, and I have no assurance, and then I I begin doubting all sorts of things. He says, hereby we do know that we know Him, because we keep His commandments. Now, 
That's not the only reason people don't have assurance. Some people don't have assurance because they're not keeping his commandments. It's right here in the Bible. In chapter 3, some people don't have assurance for another reason. It has to do with their, their mind and emotions. And we'll get to that when we get over there in that text. But then some people have no assurance because they have never been saved. Now, look, I can't see in anybody's heart. I, but I know this. I, I, when we knock on doors and we talk to people about Christ and we ask them, hey, if you were to die today, do you know if, if you'd be with Jesus in heaven or will you go to hell? And they say, well, I hope so. I, that's no assurance. If you say, if, if I asked you personally this morning, if you were to die today, where you will be, and you have no assurance about that, you're in danger. That's, that's a dangerous place to live. God didn't want anybody to live that way. I've even heard some uh, people that are so ignorant of the Scripture say, well, nobody can know. That's not true. The whole book was written so that you'll know. And you should know. And it's not a hope so and a guess so and a maybe so. I know. Look, if somebody walked in here, amen, and put a gun to my head and my life is over, I'll tell you right now, I know that I will be absent from the body and present with the Lord. I know I'm saved. I know I'm a child of God. My name is written in heaven. And I know when my life's over, it's just begun in eternity with God. I know that. And I know that because that book... And the Lord Jesus Christ through His salvation and by His Spirit has given me assurance. Now, do you have assurance? If you don't have assurance of your salvation, how can you keep living life not knowing that maybe tomorrow you'll bust hell wide open? Hey, guys, I'm not under any illusion. There's probably somebody. And I'm not trying to get... Look, there have been preachers that try to get people to doubt their salvation. And in this day where people are emotionally driven... And mentally weak, and even weak in their in living as God wants them to live. That's easy to do. Okay? And I'm not trying to play on anybody's emotions, but if you're here this morning and you never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you've never called out to Christ and trusted what He did on the cross, not about you, not about how good you are, but if you've never done that, you need to do that today. Because you're not guaranteed another five minutes in this world. Why would you keep living your life not knowing whether or not you'll be in hell in the next five minutes? That's real. People go to hell every day, every minute. So why would I live my life without assurance? When God says, I want you to know. Come to me and you can find salvation. Come to me and you can find assurance. Come to me and you can know that when you leave this world, you'll be with the Lord forever. Don't leave today without knowing that you know. Hereby we do know that we know. Your eternity is a lot more important than your life. Because it lasts a lot longer. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now let's look at verse number 4. He says in 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 4. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. You know that that almost mimics chapter 1 verse 8 where it says the truth is not in us if we say we have no sin. 
It almost mimics chapter 1, verse 10, where it says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not his. Here, it's not making God a liar. The individual's a liar because the individual's saying, I know him. I know God. I know Jesus. But yet, he says, this, this text says, he's not keeping his commandments. And if you're not doing what Jesus said, then you don't know him. You're a liar. Let's analyze that just for a moment. What commandments is he talking about? First of all, he's not talking about the Ten Commandments. It says His commandments. And the last antecedent of His, if you go up to verse 2, verse 1, is Jesus Christ. You know, it's not, just, it's not the law of Moses that you've got to worry about. It's the law of Jesus Christ that you've got to worry about. Because the Bible says that we are under law to Christ. That's what the Bible said. The law that's enforced now, 1 Corinthians 9, 21, is the law to Christ. He's the judge. Moses won't be your judge. Jesus will be your judge. And so what did Jesus say? What are his commandments? Well, he gave a lot of them. And some of his commandments, you can look at this way. Now, now analyze the verse. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. Well, what commandments is he talking about? You know, there are commandments that have to do with salvation. And then there are commandments that have to do with our fellowship with God as children of God. In other words, God doesn't give commandments to people that aren't his children to act like his children. If I could say it this way, there are things that I would tell my children that they have to do that I wouldn't tell somebody else's kids because they're not my kids. And this is where people get mixed up. God has commandments. Jesus has commandments about salvation. Matter of fact, one is right here in 1 John. Look at chapter 3. And if you don't do what he said in this commandment, then you don't know him in the, in the, in the manner of salvation. You're not saved. 1 John chapter 3, watch this commandment. This is the commandment. You don't keep this commandment, you'll go to hell. Ready? 1 John 3, 23. And this is His commandment, singular, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. You see that? If you don't keep that commandment, you'll go to hell. If you don't keep that commandment, you don't know God. You don't know the Lord. Because you don't start a relationship with God until you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is His commandment that ye believe on His Son, Jesus Christ. That's a commandment having to do with salvation. I'll show it to you one more time. Look at Acts chapter 17. Hold your finger there. Acts chapter 17. First John, we'll be right back. God has a commandment regarding salvation. That is for you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Quit trusting in yourself. Trust in Him. Believe what He did on the cross for you. Acts chapter 17 and verse number 30. Acts 17, 30. The Bible says this. In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. He said, All right, you have you this is my commandment. Believe on my son. This is my commandment that ye should repent. So repentance and faith are the commandments of God for you to enter into this salvation of God. Well, what's repentance? Repentance is not reformation. Repentance is not changing all your life or making God Lord of every area of your life. Jesus is Lord no matter what you do with Him. 
Repentance is simply in your heart and in your mind, you make a change. Your heart turns to God. That's why a lot of people don't get saved. They will not repent. They want their sin. Why do they want to get saved? They love their sin too much. They don't want their sin gone. They don't want their sin forgiven. They want to hold on to it. They want to enjoy it. They don't want God to take it away from them. But repentance is God. I want want your son. I want to be saved. I don't want my sin any longer. I want you. That's what repentance is. I'm tired of this sin. I, I want Jesus. That's repentance. It's not you getting rid of all that. Hey, nobody can get rid of their sin. Only Jesus can take away sin. Only God can take. But repentance is, I want it gone. I want you to take it away. And God commands all men everywhere to repent. And if you've never done that, you don't know Him. You understand? You don't know Him in the, in the manner of salvation. If you've never believed on His Son, Jesus Christ, then you don't know God. So that's one aspect of that verse. He says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. So many of the world, people in the world, they say, yeah, I know God. That doesn't mean anything. That's he that saith. It's just like the guy in chapter 1 that said, that if we say that we have not sinned, no matter what you say, it matters what God knows. So there's a lot of people that say they know God. But you don't know God if you've not believed on His Son. If you've not repented, you don't know God. Hereby, we know Him if we keep His commandments. He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not His commandments is a liar, and the truth is not Him. But now, let's take that one step further. Go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Because here's the truth about all of us this morning. There's some you said, preacher, I, I believed on the Lord. I've repented of my sin. There was a day in my life I repented of my sin and I, tr- I believed on the Lord. And yet there's some daily activity in your life that's not in accordance with the commandments of God. And there's a personal lack of knowledge in your own life of the Lord. Because you see, when God says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments of life, you could take that two ways. I know him in what way? Um, trying to pick somebody that I know, but I don't really know them. I can't even think of anybody. Most people I know, I know them, or I just don't know them at all. There are people that you know, but you just know them at a glance. You know their name. You've seen them before. And if somebody asks, do you know so-and-so? You say, yeah, but you could also say no, because though you know their name, you really don't know them. It's like when the Bible begin, talks about the marriage relationship in the book of Genesis, and it says that Adam, somebody say the word. Knew Eve, his wife. Isn't God so smart the way he says things? Hey, if you try to change the King James Bible, you're an idiot. Because God knows exactly how to say things. It says that Adam knew his wife. 
Now that don't mean he knew her name. That don't mean they shook hands and met one day. Because Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. (laughs) There's a little bit closer knowledge there. Are you following me? Now watch what the Bible says in in Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of your New Testament, says this. He says in Philippians chapter 3, in verse number 10, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. Here is a prayer of Paul that Paul wanted to know Jesus. Well, he already knew Him in the manner of salvation. But oh, there was a closeness that he needed to know. There was a fellowship, he uses that word in this verse. There was a close fellowship that he needed to enter into more with Jesus Christ. You know what I want to tell you this morning? You can know Jesus Christ in the manner of salvation, but not really know Him. You can you cannot have a close relationship with Him and close fellowship with Him. And you know, usually what keeps that from happening is whether or not you're keeping His commandments. He that said, I know Him. Yeah, I know the Lord. Yeah, we're close. I fellowship with the Lord. Yes, I love the Lord. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. If we say that we know the Lord in a close way, like Paul saying here in Philippians chapter number 3, and we're not doing what Jesus is telling us to do, we're lying to ourselves, and we're lying to... You're not close to God if you don't do what God tells you to do. You're not fellowshipping with the Lord if you're not tell, if you're not doing what His commandments are. He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not His commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in Him. Because you see, when we don't keep His commandments, it brings a big chasm between our fellowship and the Lord. There's a big space there between us and God. Look at it in chapter 3 of 1 John. I'll show it to you. Guys, I'm glad I'm not saved by keeping the commandments of God. But I'm going to miss out with a close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ if I don't keep His commandments. I'm not going to have that good knowledge of the Lord in my life like I ought to have it. Watch it right here in 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Look at your Bible. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. How many times has somebody preached that to you? That, that your prayers are conditional upon you keeping the commandments of the Lord. Shake your head one way or the other. I'll have to preach on this a long time to get you done. I need to know that you're with me. Your prayers, you don't, you're not close enough to God to even get a prayer answered if you're not doing what He told you to do. 
Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because, because, because. It didn't say we're saved because we keep his commandments. It says whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And the truth is, I can't be close to God. And I can't fellowship with God if I'm not keeping his commandments. And I can't get a prayer through if I'm not keeping his commandments. Why would the Lord be interested in what I'm trying to tell him if I'm not interested in what he's already told me? Maybe our prayer lives would be energized and our closeness with God would be so much greater. And you know, when you're close to somebody, you you, you can get a request through. Isn't that right? I I mean, amen. If one of my children come up to me and said, Dad, I really need something. I say, okay. But if some guy off the street I never met in my life hits me up for something, I'm going to say, man, I don't know who you are. Or maybe even a casual friend, maybe somebody I talked to a year ago <laughs> comes up to me and said, Preacher, can you, can you loan me $1,000? I don't know you that well. But if somebody that I'm really, really close to, you see the difference in the request? No wonder God answered Abraham's prayers. They were tight. They were close. Are you close enough to God to get a prayer through you? say, how do I get close to God? Do what he tells you to do. Keep his commandments. Oh, how many commandments are in the New Testament. You don't have to go to the old. But you know what? Right here this morning, you're, you're well on your way. You're, you're doing a good job. One of his commandments is to go to the assembly. Bravo. You, you got one this morning. Amen. You know when people, when people that say they're saved don't go to church, they're not keeping his commandments. So they have no joy. And they can't get prayers answered. How many, how many things in the Bible? To, the, God tells us to pray. God tells us to give. God tells us to witness. God tells us, He commands us to be kind. God commands us, God commands us if we don't work, we shouldn't eat. There are so many commands in the Bible, and if we don't do them, you know what happens? We get farther and farther away from a close relationship with God, and no wonder we can't get a prayer answer, and then we want to testify about how much we know God. You only know God as much as you obey God in your life. That's what he's trying to tell us. He wants us to have assurance. But if you want to have that close, tight relationship with God, you've got to start doing everything he's telling you to do in your life. Not to get a relationship with God, but so that you can have that fellowship and that closeness with him. You're missing out when you don't do what God tells you to do. You parents, when your children don't do what you tell you to do, does that just make you have a great relationship? Does that just make it bubble up and be warm and fuzzy at your house? And if your child has not done anything that you've asked them to do all day long, and then they come up and say, can I have a piece of candy? Well, you may do what you want to do, but I say, no, you can't have no candy. Is this a one-way relationship? 
Now you can never, no matter how bad that child is, that child is still your child. And if you believed on the Son of the, the Son of God, if you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, if there's a day you repented of your sin, you're a child of God, that relationship will never change. But boy, that closeness can be a lot different. And you'll never get to that verse that I may know Him. I believe Paul knew Jesus, not just in the manner of salvation. They were close. Hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Are you doing what the Lord told you to do? Some people don't read the Bible. They don't even know what the Lord told them what to do. You know how many people are disobeying the commandments of God and they don't even know what they are. His commands are still His commands, right? You'll not be able to stand before God and say, well, I didn't know what they were. And the Lord says, well, there's about, you know, 40 million of these laying around. You can get it on the internet. You can get it in the church. You can get it at Walmart. Why'd you go to Walmart and buy bacon but you couldn't get a Bible? You understand what I'm saying? There's no excuse for people not to know the commandments of God. And these are, they're not His suggestions. They're His commandments. There's commandments to lost people and there's commandments to save people. Do you know what they are? Maybe we've broken so many of them that our closeness to God is so far away because we've just not been doing what He's told us to do. The last thing I give you this morning in verse 5. You have assurance by keeping His commandments. It didn't say you got saved. You have assurance by keeping His You know that. If you're saved and you don't keep His commandments, you don't have any assurance. And then there's fellowship by keeping His commandments. If you're saved and you don't keep His commandments, you're not having close fellowship with God. You don't know Him like you need to know Him. And then verse, verse number 5. But whoso keepeth his word, watch it now, watch it. In him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. So the love of God is perfected by me keeping his commandments. Listen to me, come here and get your mind on it. If I'll keep the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ, if I'll do what he told me to do, I'll gain assurance, I'll gain fellowship, and I will have love perfected in my life. So many people say they love God, but I'm convinced there are few that do. He said in this, in this book, look at chapter 3, look how the commandment intersects with love. He said at the end of verse number 23 about that command, and love one another, verse 23 of John 3, 1 John 3, 1 John 3, 23 at the end of the verse. Love one another as He gave us commandment. Verse 24, and He that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in you. That love dwelling in you, that commandment is connected with love being perfected. Look at chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. Look at it. 1 John 4, 12. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another... God dwelleth in us, and His love, look at it, is perfected in us. The love of God is made perfect in my heart when I keep His commandments. You know what that word perfected means? James chapter 1 says, let patience have her perfect work, that you may be sincere. Entire, he says, entire. 
It's a completion. It's a maturity. So many people, that maybe they love God a little bit, but the love of God's not been perfected. They've not matured in their love. He says that love of God, as we do what God tells us to do, is perfected. And that means, you know what? You can't love God. You can't love the Lord like you should if you don't do what He says. Look at chapter 4, verse 21. 1 John 4, 21. And this commandment have we from Him that he who loveth God love his brother also. Look at chapter 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. Watch it, watch it. And keep His commandments. Don't tell, don't tell anybody you love Him if you're not doing what Jesus told you to do. Don't deceive yourself and tell yourself, I love God when you're not doing what He told you to do. Verse, five, verse 3. For this is the love of God. What is the love of God? What does that mean? Is it a fuzzy feeling? Not according to John. 1 John 5, 3, for this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. Love is indelibly connected with keeping His commandments. The same writer that wrote this penned the words of our Lord Jesus Christ on this wise. In John 14, He says in verse Uh, Number 15, Jesus said, if, listen, if ye love me, keep my commandments. He said in, in John 14, verse 21, he that keepeth, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Man, powerful verses. He says also, uh, verse number 23 of John 14, Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. He said in verse 24, He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. Love and keeping the commandments of the Lord are indelibly connected. And guys, if we're not doing what Jesus told us to do, There's no love connected with that. But God wants to perfect His love in us. Paul the Apostle wrote it like this in Romans chapter 13. And he lists all these commandments that we're supposed to do. And he copies many of them from the Old Testament law. But he goes through and he says, you know, don't steal and you, and you, don't, you don't kill and don't bear false witness and all this. He tells us all these things that, that they're commandments that we, that we need to keep. And then he says this. This is great. And if there be any other commandment. (laughs) Paul just says, take any other commandment you want that the Lord would give you. He said, if there be any other commandment, it's contained in this. Thou shalt love. You know what Paul knew? You know what the Lord knows? Talk is cheap. And if I love you, I'm not going to sin against you. If I love you, I'm not going to lie to you. If you love somebody, you're not going to fornicate with them. Right? If you love somebody, you're not going to steal from them. If you love somebody, you certainly aren't going to kill somebody. Right? If you love somebody, you're going to be kind to them. Right? And if you love, not just love people, but if you love God, which is the first commandment of all, right? Right? 
All the commandments are contained in that thing of loving God and loving others. And if our hearts will really be in love with God, His commandments aren't grievous. You know what? Guys, I'm finished. I'm not going to read more scripture. You know why people complain about the commandments of God? They don't love God. When you're in love with the Lord, you just do whatever He wants you to do. You know one of His commandments? We just got through trying to, trying to fulfill it. He told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And teach them whatsoever things I've commanded them. You know why we hang these flags. You know why we give our money. We know why, you know why we want to obey the great commission, which is the command of God. It's about love. It's about loving God and loving people. And so thereby, those commandments go hand in hand with love. I'll ask you this morning. Do you have assurance? Do you have assurance? I want to ask you this morning. Do you have good close fellowship with God? I want to ask you this morning. Do you really love the Lord? Do you really love the Lord? I want to ask you this morning. Are there things that the Lord Jesus Christ has commanded you to do that you're ignoring in your life? Oh, what a blessing we find by keeping His commandments.